Welcome to Movie Time Capsule. Today is a unique episode because we are talking all about 90s action movies. With me are two guys who are cinefanatics that love the genre, and they also happen to be very good friends. And like any good buddy film, they're going to bust each other's balls because I've created some custom capsule questions just for this genre. For example, what's the best slow motion moment? What's the best kill with unconventional weapons? What is the most mind-blowing stunt? Who is the most badass woman? What villain would you want to grab a beer with? And a whole lot more. As a bonus, I'm going to throw some trivia questions at these guys that you can play along with, too. My name is Luke Cheney. Cue the damn music. It is time... To talk about movies, all your favorites, all your loved ones. We will hear them and we'll cheer them. It is time for Movie Time Capsule. Today I have two guests with me. The first one is a reality TV producer and three-time Emmy winner. Welcome to the show, Bart Kimball. Hello, Luke. And then next up, we have fellow podcast host, and he's also the post-production supervisor at Severin Films, Give it up for Andrew Furtado. You just made me sound like the unsuccessful drunk uncle. <laughs> this guy's here too, guys. Everyone, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I enjoy what you do. I, I had a, a similar intro on a podcast recently where it was like, all right, we have the showrunner from this Netflix show and this Disney show and this Netflix show. And then we have Luke Cheney, who's an editor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've recently had a podcast where I was on and the guy was like, and his IMDb credit says, and I'm like, oh, that's never a great way to start. <laughs> well, you guys are obviously super close friends. How long have you been friends? And tell us, where did you guys meet? We went to this horror trivia in Burbank. I went there with my friend Jake and we didn't realize that you needed more people to be on your team than what we, it was just the two of us. And they're like, you can't play with two people. So we joined up with another team and that happened to be Andrew's team who yeah. also didn't have enough people. And so we joined forces, did not win anything, but became good friends in the process. Yeah. So we met through horror trivia and we've both been in each other's weddings. And yeah. so, you know, that's, it's been like six years or so. Throughout that entire time, Bart has been always like coming over or I go over there and I leave with a handful of movies and he comes over here, he leaves with a handful of movies. Like we've just been sharing movies back and forth and, and just going, if you think that's good, watch this crazy. Like he just <laughs> brought back a stack of movies that he borrowed from me and brought movies to watch once this is over. But this last year, we've definitely delved really deep into action movies yeah. and 90s I mean, action. So I started this year with January where I watched nothing but Jackie Chan movies for 31 days. <laughs> I did not do that. That's <laughs> too much. It's not actually, it was not that bad. But yeah, no, while doing this, Bart and I have both kind of realized we're 80s babies where we love 80s action movies. And so going back into, I know you said this is like off the cuff thing. You're talking to two cine fanatics. We're 100% like we went back and researched, like, don't look at my list. Like we, we kind of took it way too seriously. And that's, I think, going to be good because you're going to get a lot of things on this list. I think on in these questions that are very different from what you would imagine to the point where people might be mad like well terminator 2 should be the answer for everything no terminator 2 should be in the time capsule bringing it back to the name of the show <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in 90s yeah. action movies and it's an interesting time we'll, we'll get into it going from the 80s to the 90s it's definitely the, the different. 80s were all about staying wide in a shot and letting the whole action play out and letting the reaction the impact reaction and outcome of all that kind of happen in the frame and it was beautiful 90s when America started bringing in a lot of people from Hong Kong specialists, Ringo Lam, Jackie Chan, like they all started coming into America 
and bringing their style and John Woo and really played with the American style of heavily editing your stuff and, and finding ways to play around and also keeping America great by making sure everybody had a mullet in the early 90s. <laughs> and greased up bodies. <laughs> and very greased. Like, yeah, you add the action style of Hong Kong, like fighting mixed with the baby oil brands so much of America. <laughs> Just blend it together. <laughs> There's genuinely like so much. Like I, I actually found a bunch of new movies while doing research for this that I'm very excited about. Like one that's not going to be on the list, Hard Rain, which if you have not seen, Christian Slater. Oh yeah, that's fucking awesome actually. It's more of a thrill it's an act it's a thriller i had never seen it but it's like an action yeah it's, it's an not on the thriller. list because it's more of a thriller and another one that deserves a definite mention right off the top that if you have not seen it does not count because it is a crime thriller it was ricochet oh, yes. was fantastic with it's denzel H- washington it's on hbo max and i'll just say there's a scene where john lithgow is in prison and he tapes a bunch of phone books to his body and has a gladiator fight with shivs in a prison with it's, another inmate. And uh, if you don't want to see that, I don't know what's wrong with you because yeah. that sounds good. Uh, and and, so and like, Denzel is having a blast. It, it's a forgotten. Yeah. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you bring up a good point saying that Hard Rain is not going to be considered an action film. Did you guys come up with a, a criteria for yourselves to follow with what is and what isn't a 90s action film? For me, like going through this, to me, an action film there's like a purity to like a 90s action film which is doesn't take itself too seriously has good action scenes and is consistently action based right so i don't know if it's probably not in your list but like heat right heat to me is a drama with one of the best action scenes ever in the center of it right sure but i wouldn't consider it an action movie it just happens to have an amazing action scene in the center right so i tried to stay away from things that only delved into action a little bit or, you know, like you said, with Hard Rain, Hard Rain is a little bit of a thriller with yeah. action scenes throughout. I kind of went a little bit more, to me, 90s action is fun. Yeah, 90s and so action I definitely of... went for like the more fun action movies of the 90s. That was my my goal. Yeah, Keep it light. Very similar to me. I mean, as you can see, both of us have a very nice ability to find joy in things. And I think having a good sense of humor going into a movie that's fun, not taking itself too seriously, like that's something where the 2000s found the mesh of drama and action while the 90s were still the awkward teen trying to figure that out. Let's open the capsule. Let's get into it. All right. All right. So first question is, what line from a 90s action movie do you quote most in your life? There's a movie I quote more than anything else, and that's Jingle All the Way, but that (laughs) isn't necessarily an action movie. So I thought about it again, and and a specific line of an action movie I quote is Dennis Hopper in Speed with all three fingers saying, pop quiz, hot shot. (laughs) I do it way too. I did it even before I ever saw Speed because it's such an iconic line. And when I saw it one day, I was like, oh, that's what it's from. Yeah. And it just came out on 4K and I watched it and it's still absolutely amazing. You know, the funny thing is I just watched it as well recently. And Jeff Daniels actually says the line first. And Dennis Hopper is kind of making fun of. Yes. Because he heard their conversation. And when they're in the elevator shaft, him and Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels says, pop quiz, hotshot. And then Dennis Hopper uses that line. And I think that's how he knows they were listening to them. Yeah. But I didn't remember that, that it's actually Dennis uh, Hopper's just playing he, off that. His delivery is so great. And it yeah, feels like line. such a fuck you in the moment. And it's beautiful. His voice, his voice is so like, gravelly and gristly in that movie. It's so great. Like, Bob quiz, hot chat. 
Yeah. yeah. And he's funny in that movie. Like, he's really I don't funny. know if he's trying to be funny, but he oh, is Hopper, definitely. Hopper is 100% trying to be funny. Yeah. He's one of those people who, 90s action movies, unlikely character choices. Yeah. Bruce Willis, Dennis Hopper. I'm not going to start naming other movies because every time I do, I get told <laughs> to stop. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. Bart, go ahead at that note. So for me, there's so many quotable lines in 90s action movies, right? But I think for us, when you watch movies, you know, if you have brothers, or, you know, other siblings and you, there's stuff that you just like say to each other. It's part of like your vernacular at a certain point. I've always loved Nicolas Cage in The Rock because he had to have made a decision that he wasn't going to curse, right? In the entire movie. And he doesn't, he doesn't curse, but he gets really close. And his character, Stanley Goodsby is always like on the verge. And there's one line where he is getting mad at I think Sean Connery. And he's like, what do you say? We cut the chit chat. A-hole. And it's just like, he wouldn't say asshole. Right. And then there's another one where he's like, how in Zeus's butthole did you get out of your cage? And you're just like, the fact that he made the choice to like not curse at all, it, it makes the, it makes so much sense. Cause he's like a yeah. dorky scientist. And I think every line reading he does in that movie is, is, is hilarious except for the Elton John rocket man. That, that's an awful one liner. Oh yeah. I hate that one. Cause it's very like somebody wrote that and was like, you'll make this work yeah. and it doesn't really work. But I, I love that choice and I love all his one liners in there. You know, she was the prom queen, all that stuff. Like he, or yeah. why not? When he like goes through the window, like it's just, yeah. The, I and think, then I'm only borrowing her Humvee from us. <laughs> Sean Connery is pretty good too. Yeah. Sean Connery <laughs> has a pretty incredible one line in that. The fucks the prom queen line. Yeah. Winners yeah. go home and fuck the, the prom, prom queen. Yeah. And, and he goes, like, He's. I can't remember. Darla was. Darla was a prom queen. There you go. And it just. It's. There were so many things back then that you would just want to put in a movie, so buddies could just sit there and say to each other when they have nothing else going on in a long car ride. And it's. It's that beautiful bravado. But I love thinking like Nicolas Cage is going through the script and was like putting a (laughs) line through, putting a line through asshole and was like, "Mm, (laughs) a-hole. Like, you know, and and like that's, that's good actor choices and it makes that character so interesting. It could have been Michael Bay because Michael Bay was an amazing director in the 90s when him and Cocaine were side by side. I he came up with any of that. Are you kidding? Okay. Zeus's butthole was a Nicolas Cage uh, original. Yeah, I think Cage knows what he's doing, you know? Okay, that's fine. I'm just going to let you know right now, another honorable mention, Mystery Men is 99, still counts. Not an action movie. Not an action movie, but Michael Bay is in it as a frat boy, and he says, "Uh, do you mind if we bring the brewskis? It's that kind of light quip dialogue that says he very well could have said Zeus's butthole. I'm just saying it could have been in the script, man. I can't believe you brought up Mystery Men. That is not going in the time capsule. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just that was the first movie I almost walked out of. Yeah, it's not good. Oh. I was 99 was a really good year for movies, and that was really bad. It was oh, a bad are one. you telling me an not action a comedy vehicle with Janine Garofalo isn't going to pick up for everybody? <laughs> and a guy who farts, <laughs> the and a guy who throws spoons. It was the, okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks to John Wu, I'll say we have a lot of amazing slow motion moments in the 90s. Bart, what's your favorite? slow motion moment well i was gonna say i mean if you bring up slow-mo like john was the first thing that 
pops up, I think, in most people's minds. Hard Boiled, I think, is one of the best action movies. Did you pick this one too, Andrew? I feel no, your face. I love Hard Boiled so much. No, I didn't. I picked a Wu as well. But. Okay. Well, that's fine because Wu is synonymous with, with slow-mo. So that's yeah. totally fine. And he has plenty of great 90s movies. But Hard Boiled has an action scene in the top in a tea house. And he puts together this amazing action scene in a very tight space. And the cool thing about Wu is he knows how to cut between slow-mo and regular speed in the most fluid way. Like, you, you know, Sam Peckinpah used to do it as well. It's a skill. And even like going back and watching that scene the other day, I was just amazed at the way he cuts back and forth and it works perfectly. And there's one scene where he's going down a stairwell and he's leaning and he's sliding down the stairwell with two guns, which is a very John Wu touch. And even the way he cuts to people getting shot and the bullet wounds, the hits, you feel every hit because it's mm -hmm. just in slow-mo. And then it'll cut back to Chow Young Fat and it's in regular speed. And then it cuts back to them in their slow-mo and it, you feel it's so visceral. People tried to copy it. There's lots of people who do full slow motion scenes, which I love scenes totally set in slow-mo, right? I don't. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. Like the end of True Romance, I think is almost all in slow-mo and yeah. it's pretty cool. And it's very John Woo as well. But the way he cuts back and forth, I think is what makes it so interesting. Yeah, no, his, his use of using it as a tool of storytelling impact like I was going to say in Hard Target, which isn't my choice, I was reviewing it for this and just every kick with Van Damme, like as soon as it gets to the impact, it cuts to the slow-mo and it feels so perfect. Whenever there's an information reveal of something that should be a split second thing, he lets himself live in that moment and just kind of do that. And then he'll do the slow-mo and then he'll do the double kick. Yes. So it'll be slow-mo and then it'll go into regular speed, double, double kick, and then yeah. back into slow-mo. And it's sometimes Sometimes the same shot twice, sometimes, sometimes. a different angle. You yeah. never know. <laughs> it could be two separate cameras with Wait. very different lenses, but they look exactly the same. But Hard Target isn't yours. But Hard Target is not my pick because if we're dead and the world doesn't know what a slow motion bird flying shot is, <laughs> then there is no future for cinema. If face off is not when, when Nick Cage walks in and all of the doves fly out of fucking nowhere, just doesn't. <laughs> see youth's eyes it's where who are we isn't it we've already died we, we've already lost like when you think john Wu, the first thing you think are birds flying in slow motion mission impossible 2 not in the 90s but face off hard boiled and even in they found hard a way target to has do pigeons. it in hard target yeah. in the middle the of killer the killer has pigeons but that's not what is that scene in Face off with the pigeon. It's, it's in a church. It's in the church, in the church. at the very end at when Nick Cage as John Travolta and John Travolta as Nick Cage are about to have their final face off. And Nick Cage, aka John Travolta, with Nick Cage's face on it. Don't worry, he touched his wife's face in the way that they know they're real. We know who he is. He walks in, dual wielding guns, pigeons, doves fly, and you just get so. This is right after a fucking high speed car chase done with boats is done. I and think it's before the boat. It's not before the boats. My okay. Friend. Those boats, that, that is the start of the fucking action in that movie. They just. It is the boats because Nick. It ends on the boat. Yeah, he died. Like he dies in the boat. Uh, they, they like fight right outside the boats. I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. My favorite slow moment from Face Off is when Nick Cage is on the airport tarmac and he's getting out of his car. 
and his like long he has the long coat just pops up behind him just pow, pow. Yep. you're like oh man here he comes he's so and then they have that whole action scene set to uh, somewhere over the rainbow that's pretty much oh, on yeah. slow motion as <laughs> yeah. well he no. was so good at that stuff like uh, and now he doesn't he doesn't work in america anymore I, i'm sure had, i mean after paycheck what are you gonna do but god in the 90s I mean, like john woo like not only did he influence everybody in mm-hmm. that time period but he crossed over to america and had some like pretty great movies his first like, movie his, in america was hard target yeah, hard target then broken arrow then face off and like did really well for himself and mission impossible 2 for people like that no one likes that movie you don't like motorcycle kung fu who doesn't <laughs> but yeah so i guess john was the man if you're gonna talk slow-mo right yeah 100 percent. he's the man okay here's a we'll do a two-part question what is the best kill in a movie first part is with weapons or with combat Second part would be the non-conventional best kill with either household objects or using something of your surroundings. For the best movie with weapons or combat, it is 100% a movie made around a man's fists. Ricky O, the story of Ricky, which is absolutely batshit fucking crazy, bonkers, violent. A man inexplicably has superhuman strength, is in prison, and he literally punches a man's head off but not the whole head just the top of his head so his brain could fall out and it is <laughs> unbelievably violent and gory and gruesome and just absolutely it, it takes itself so lightly that it is it's perfect and it's it's a movie that doesn't get a lot of love and it deserves it have you seen that one look no what give me the title again ricky O, the story of ricky so this movie so the daily show before it was john stewart it was The Daily Show with Craig Kilborn. And it was like in the late 90s, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. And they always had the burning question. And it was basically the first gif. And it was this guy smashing this guy's face in. Like both hands on each side of his head and just demolishing the face. And the whole face just flies yeah. out of the skin. And when I was a teenager, I was like, what is that image? And I spent years trying to figure out what is, because, you know, the internet was pretty early and you couldn't just like, and it is this movie, Ricky O. And it is the most violent kills I've ever seen yeah. with just a plain fist. I mean, there's there's too many to name in the movie, really. There's way too many, but it's 90 minutes minutes long and i think four minutes of that is story and the rest is just fighting it's so great it's actually getting a brand new release from 88 films in the uk so if you have a region free player or you know ways of finding things i cannot recommend because it will never get a release in the states i've been trying for two years and the rights are just so tied up and expensive for the u.s that we just can't do it it's a face melter the whole movie so good (laughs) and then my other one is if i didn't talk about this this is the first action sequence that i remember as a child this is one that has stuck with me and the movie is absolutely terrible outside of this scene is this non-conventional the the non-conventional non-conventional because you said go one two sorry sorry one two punch i just want to make sure my time i got you i only have (laughs) i just i want to make sure i want to check out what you're putting down all right and then so for this one i it was going to be jackie chan regardless because that man is a surroundings machine he is an unbelievable like there is no one better at finding ways to make creative fight scenes than jackie and first strike is the police story for it is absolutely awful it is his first 
big attempted hit in America outside of Rumble in the Bronx. Like this is like, hey, we're bringing a police story here. Oh, you don't know what that is? Well, it's first strike. Trust me, it's good. I promise it's not. And there is a scene where he fights off five people with a ladder and it is so creative and amazing. Just the amount of just ways he used it. And then at the very end, after he kicked everyone's ass, another group of people come in. He just lays the ladder down, sits on it and goes, well, what do you want me to do? And it's so, it's just, it's just the perfect cap to that kind of use of just finding a nonstop ways to make something work. And it blows my mind every time, even, even reviewing it for this. I'm like, it's still fucking great. I mean, he doesn't kill anyone with the ladder, but I'll let it go. He doesn't kill any. Okay, fine. Steven, <laughs> Steven Seagal in Out for Justice takes an entire pool hall on and it is, it's great. One of those guys definitely dies Fuck in you. that movie. <laughs> I'm just Nobody saying. dies. I'm just saying. Actually, we don't know. To be fair, one of those guys could have gotten a ladder they to the nose. They don't get back up. We, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Don't know. I'll give it to you. That's a great point. Jackie Chan is like the MacGyver of unconventional oh, yeah. kills yes. with whatever he's got around him. He'll find it and he'll use it. It's going to be tough to tell the wife how he died. <laughs> what happened? He has a guy hit him with a ladder in the face. But he fell through the ladder and he got stuck and then the ladder fell over. This guy, we don't know what happened. This guy was really good with the ladder. <laughs> what about, okay, what about you? Okay, best kill, weapons, or combat. I'm going to have to go with the classic Roadhouse. Now, is, that in the, is that 90s? It's 90 or 91. It's one of those. You can look it up. You I don't want to look it up because I trust you. Don't but fuck I'm going with Bart to. on his dates. Yeah, I know my date. It's definitely so. a 90s movie. You can tell by the length of the mullets <laughs> that it is definitely 90s. But there's a scene towards the end. There's Ben Gazzara, who's the main bad guy. And then he has a henchman. And the henchman is stirring up all kinds of stuff around the lake. And he rides up on his motorcycle. And Patrick Swayze, of course has no shirt on. He's ready. He's wearing like linen pants and they get into this fight down by the lake. And it's, it's a really good like fist fight. And basically the guy yells at at Swayze and he's like, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And then (laughs) Swayze gets so mad. He reaches back and rips his throat out. And it's like the crate. It's like that movie's like a totally pretty normal action movie. And in that moment, he just rips his throat out with his hand. And you're like, oh my God, what just happened? And I love that because, you know, Swayze, I mean, he's a handsome guy it's, and you wouldn't think unexpected. he's going to go around ripping out throats, but he does. And I respect that. And that later gets riffed on in MacGruber as a man just rips throats off. True. They do use it in MacGruber. And I think he says Swayze. <laughs> so that's my, uh, that's my combat. And then non-conventional, this one is... Obvious. Paul Verhoeven. I thought you were going to go, no one really dies in this one. No, no, no. no. This is definitely, actually, he might not die. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll discuss. But Paul Verhoeven is the most violent director, you know, of our generation, I think. And in, I think the best is Total Recall. He's got Michael Ironside's arms. The elevator comes down, cuts off his arms. He throws the arms and he says, See you at the party, Vic- Richter. <laughs> See you at the party, See you at the party, Richter. Richter. And I don't know if he dies. I mean, he just might have just lost his arms, but I think he's dead. And he comes it is and a very violent death. <laughs> he comes back and start Starship Troopers. No arms. <laughs> he's got no arms. <laughs> but that one's just, I for me, is like classic. And even like as a kid, just being like, oh my God, that guy. And, and he's holding the arms. It's so, so good. good. It's so good. You get the kill plus the finishing line. Oh, yeah. The finishing line. I mean, chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next question is, is probably going to be a, a hot button question. Who is the best 90s action star? 
I think Bart's going first on this one. Yeah, you're right. This is a really hard question because I feel like some of these guys kind of peaked in the 80s, like had most of their their greatest stuff in the 80s, right? And then had some really good stuff in the 90s, but it's more like a little bit here, a little bit there. So you have Arnold comes out strong, right? You got Total Recall, you got Terminator 2. Then he has a misstep with Last Action Hero, right? Which I think is an amazing movie, but, you know, didn't do well. Comes back hard with True Lies. And then the rest of the 90s, you know, that's 94. The rest of the 90s, not so great for, for Arnold. You know, I mean, Jingle All the Way for thank Andrew. You, thank you, You know, Erasers, like, Kindergarten okay. Cop. And Cop's early 90s. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's good. And then Van Damme starts out strong, but then gets addicted to Coke and does a bunch of bad movies. And Bruce Willis does, you know, a good diehard Last Boy Scout. And then it's sex thrillers and, yeah. you know, kind of lame stuff. And Stallone has the worst year except for 93, which is Cliffhanger Demolition Man, which is an awesome Ooh, year for him. Yeah. And then the rest of the decade is not great for him. So if you want to say just like American movies, you know, Schwarzenegger probably had like the best run, but our boy Jackie Chan had a really good 90s run. And I'll tell you why, because he starts out, he's doing some really good movies over in Hong Kong. So you've got like Super Cop, Operation Condor. Operation uh, Condor was his first like big, big, big. Yeah, Drunken Master 2. Yeah. And then, so he's doing really well over there. People don't really notice. But then Rumble in the Bronx comes over in America. And that's like a huge hit. I remember when that came out here, We everyone was like, who is this guy? Was He's doing his own stunts. Like he, he was unlike any of these other action stars. Like Arnold would always use stunt. All these guys use stunt doubles, mm-hmm. right? But like Jackie was doing his own stuff. And then, you know, he breaks out with Rush Hour in the 90s and all these other Hong Kong movies come out and they redub them. And if you just want to go for consistency, like one good movie after the next, I think Jackie kind of owns it. Yeah, we can we can ignore Mr. Nice Guy and I First like Mr. Strike. Nice Guy. You love Mr. Nice Guy? I like it. It's got a hoverboard. I understand where you're coming from, and I totally agree. He had the best decade, but I don't think he was the biggest star. Because if you look back at box office numbers, a lot of them did not hit. Drunken Master 2 is one of the best final scenes I've ever seen in any movie ever. We were in a cabin in in Big Bear, and we just watched the end because we were like, how great would it be just to watch the ending (laughs) of Drunken Master 2? And like, it's absolutely great. Rumble in the Bronx, one of the best action movies ever made best star it was the reason that's kind of what formed my sensibilities into what i find i look for in action movies shooting in a wide doing their own stunts and that's i think what tom cruise does now and that's why yeah. he's so impressive and that's why people still and the raid these. movies yeah. like you know oh that's that's where action is kind of caught up to where yeah. jackie is now and i think that's what you know charlize there on is doing her own fighting yeah. and i think that's it, John, he definitely like John you know, Wick. Yeah, John Wick. Yeah. Connor Reeves is doing the same stuff, and I think he's so inspirational for those people. And you know, I, I think uh, the '90s was his kind of peak. hundred percent. I see but what you're saying about box office, though. Box office numbers, and if you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, that is my pick, and only because he made me go to see a racer in theaters and think it was going to be good just because he was in it. And it wasn't good, but he had Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, Terminator 2, True Lies, Last Action Hero, Jingle All the Way. And I put Eraser twice because I saw it twice thinking I was wrong. <laughs> Eraser's not a bad movie. It's, it's not it's, great. It's, it's just like whatever. He does shoot a crocodile and say your luggage. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah, he but, was like, listen, I went back and forth on this list. And like, definitely at first I wrote Schwarzenegger's the man, right? Yeah. I think if you want to go box office, Schwarzenegger's the guy. But if you want to go like influence and just quality of work overall, 
Jackie. Yeah, I could see that. I do. And I still, I mean, I just had January. I didn't, I mean, we did have a Swartz all-nighter where we watched Arnold Schwarzenegger movies until 4 a.m., but that's just one day versus 31 days. I understand where you're coming from. And yeah, no, he, he did have awesome movies come out like Super Cop. Did you say Super Cop already? Yeah, Please? Super, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Police Story 3, and it's just like 4 was also really good, and like he went back to Hong Kong and kept coming back and forth. He was a star in both at the same time. I International, yeah. I international mean, they're all international stars, star. but yeah. He was making Hong Kong movies and American movies at the same time and breaking box office numbers. Operation yeah. Condor was a huge, huge success. Rumble in the Bronx, huge, huge success. Hong Kong movie, Come to America, yeah. finished here. Yeah, so I get that. I'll you give you Schwarzenegger, though. And I think Andrew we would agree. Both give each other. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think Andrew would agree. Everybody should go back and watch Last Action Hero because yes. it is it is aged so well. Yes. And I think it was not appreciated at the time. I think what people forget is it came out the week after Jurassic Park, and Arnold was like so confident, right? And he didn't. He had no idea that those dinosaurs were going to crush him, and they did. <laughs> and people hated that movie, but it's great to watch. To go back and see it as this like awesome critique of the one hundred percent ahead of its time. I mean, it's basically like critiquing all those nineties and eighties yeah. action movies, and it, it's really fun. It genuinely, yeah. We don't need to talk about it because it might come up later. Who knows? Oh, if you go back now, it genuinely will be one of your favorite action movies ever made. Agreed. All right, I got a quick question for you. If you could own any vehicle from any nineties movie, what vehicle would it be? Thank you for opening it up to movies in general as opposed to action movies because I want to live in the Mud Cuts dog car from Dumb and Dumber so fucking bad. <laughs> Get out of here. That or the Burger Mobile from Good Burger. I don't even know what that it is. It runs on ketchup, dude. <laughs> I never saw Good Burger. You're better for it. What about you? What's your favorite? Was that yours? That's it, man. Mutt cuts. Are you kidding me? Oh, a dog, you have to lift its tail to, to fill its gap. Ga- I, guess, I guess he didn't say action, right? But yeah. He didn't. Okay. Well, fair enough. Mine's actually the car from The Last Action Hero. So that's perfect. Because he has this Pontiac Bonneville, which if I didn't get that right, my brother would kill me because he's a car head. But my brothers had the actual action figure car for that. And one of their friends like pushed it off of a ledge and it like shattered into a, a million pieces. So after you win your first Emmy, you apologized <laughs> and got him his own. But it's such a cool car. It's like so much of that movie takes place in the car and it's like a drop top and it's cool. And that's that's my that's my car, man. Fair enough. But you can drive around your dogmobile. I will. I'll get terrible <laughs> gas mileage. <laughs> Guys, I want the tank from Goldeneye. Oh, oh man. That's nice. Come on. Power sliding in the streets. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. He does some damage in that tank. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I love Goldeneye, man. I that video be, game. Yeah. If you had best action video game, like Undisputed Champion, Goldeneye. Yeah. Hands down. Pierce Brosnan was the one I grew up watching. So he's yeah. obviously. But here he taught me to exhale while you kiss. Because that's the How's that worked sound. out for you? You go, well, my wife asked me not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I ask you not to do it too, but you do it anyways. <laughs> this next question, I have a terrible answer for myself whenever I think of the best getting ready montage. I think of, I think Batman and Forever when they're <laughs> they're suiting up with their belts. Oh God. Andrew, what's the best getting ready montage from a 90s action movie? It's funny you say Batman Forever because 1997 brings us into a quite... An amazing year for many franchises, many series, many great actors getting choices. And then Batman and Robin comes out and it invents bat buns and bat nips. And they both get extreme close up turns in the getting ready montage. And fuck it. That is the 
Best moment of that movie. The crash zooms. Is the Batman like MasterCard also in that uh-huh. montage or something? Uh, no, yeah. not no, that was in a commercial. Later. Okay. That was a commercial. They didn't do the Batman. No, was it's in the movie. He literally goes, Never leave home without oh, it. Like, don't don't leave the Bat Cave without it. I oh. remember that. It's when they're one up in each other. Yeah, yeah. It was who who directed that one? It was um, Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, yeah. And he was just the wrong choice, but at the same time. The right choice. But he made your favorite montage. He did. I mean, if you add nipples to anything. <laughs> you know, my le- my least favorite montage is in Batman Forever when, oh God, it makes me mad. I'm just thinking about it. Chris O'Donnell does like nunchuck oh, no. laundry. Oh, uh, I remember and that. And he's like, he's like drying his clothes, but he's like doing it karate so style. Cool. No, he, he's so cool. No, he's using his arms too. Yeah. yeah. But he's like got the socks <laughs> like nunchucks. I'm like, cut it out, man. <laughs> Just do your laundry. Yeah, this one, was hard. this one was hard. I couldn't think of a lot of getting ready montages in action movies as far as like suiting up. That was especially something brought into like editing like techniques and, and skills and stuff later on. So I'm very interested to see where you land with this. I had to think about this one, but I, I definitely came up with one that I had forgotten about, but through research, remembered and then realized it is one of the most ridiculous montages of any era. Steven Seagal's Hard to Kill. The premise of the movie is he is horribly wounded in his home and spends seven years in a coma. And he basically goes to Kelly LeBrock's house. He wakes up and he has like a Rip Van Winkle beard. Like this (laughs) beard is insane. And he has like the Steven Seagal ponytail with the beard. And he can't walk because he's been in a coma for seven years. And so there's a montage of him building back up his like strength. And he literally like looks at a newspaper of his family killed and it gets him pumped up. And then kind of this like Chinese mystical pump up montage music starts playing. He's like lifting a barbell with no weights on it, by the way, and just not just killing him. This one barbell, no weights. And then he's doing acupuncture, but he's like lighting incense on his body. And then he's like running up a hill in like a black vest, no sleeves, and just getting his training back. He gets rid of that beard and he's like punching a wood plank. Like it's the stupidest stuff. And by the end, he's ready because he's done the training. He's done the work. He got rid of the beard and he's going to get revenge because he did that montage. And it's like an amazingly awful montage. Like (laughs) you guys should see it. As we were doing this, I was like, oh, the 80s had a lot of like getting ready montages like commando and like stuff like that really brought it back. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the 90s, like they didn't have a lot of that. Yeah. Edgar Wright was the one who kind of really brought them back. Mm. I think 2001 was like Hot Fuzz Fuzz has a good one. Yeah. Hot Fuzz is a great one. I discarded one because I couldn't tell if it was a montage. But there's a movie from the early 90s, the Paramount release called The Perfect Weapon with Jeff Speakman. Now, Jeff Speakman was like a karate guy who they tried to turn into like a big movie star. And Paramount like spent money and they made this movie. And the opening credits is him like in his apartment and he's like doing karate by himself to I've got the power. And like the whole like (laughs) it's like four minutes of I've got the power. And he's just like working out and it's kind of like Tai Chi and and it went on for and he kept doing the same moves over and over again and like so I was like this isn't gonna work for me if you want to go on YouTube and just type in Jeff Speakman and I've got the power just to see like the stupidest montage of like Tai Chi karate I gotta check that one out all right here's the next one for you who has the best nickname in any 90s action movie he was mad about this one yeah it's hard there's it's, it's another thing where like I feel like nicknames is kind of an 80s thing but I will say for me it is Former football player Brian Bosworth in the film Stone Cold. 
In that movie, he plays a cop called Joe Huff, okay? He has to go undercover to get into this motorcycle gang that Lance Henriksen is running. And so he has to come up with like an alias to get into the gang. And he's like, I'm going to be John Stone. (laughs) And... No one's going to buy that if you're the undercover cop and you're like, who are you? And you're like, John Stone. Like, no, no (laughs) one's going to buy that. I know the movie's called Stone Cold. I don't know if anyone like says like, man, you're Stone Cold, but they should. I don't think they do. (laughs) No, they don't. But he's John Stone. And I just think that's like the dumbest nickname. And on top of that, everybody in that movie has like Lance Hedrick's name is Chains. Yeah. And William Forsythe's name is Ice. (laughs) So like everybody's got like a cool nickname. That's my go-to, John Stone. Chains and Ice. Those are my those are my high school nicknames, actually. I believe it. I could see it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm so pale. <laughs> <laughs> I I went a little different with it because it is so rare. Like I was like thinking back to the times of, you know, mystery men where all of them are it's the late the laziest names ever, where it's this guy has a shovel. Let's call him shoveler. Mm. Uh, this girl bowls, let's call her the bowler. Mm. I would say. That was bad. And then I thought, I'm like, what other movie has great nicknames? And it's Dick Tracy. All of those people have great names, but no name quite as good as Con Air, Mr. John Malkovich, a.k.a. Cyrus the Virus Grissom. And that name, you know exactly who you're getting. I felt a tingle in your dingle and you don't know why. (laughs) And it's just so... Good. It's the perfect nickname. And it also plays into one of the corniest, cheesiest one-liners when he flicks the uh, cigarette and the guy's like, no, 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 sigh. And he goes, Anara. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that one. Way to use that nickname to your advantage. (laughs) That's next level shit. That's a good one. I'm mad that you brought up Mystery Men again, but (laughs) I'm okay. I'm okay with your choice. I only did it just to piss you off. All right, guys. We're like halfway through, so we're going to take a little trivia break since I know that you guys are both trivia lovers, obviously. Oh, God. Trivia. So I've got five non-multiple choice, non-true or false Five questions for you about 90s action. I think you're just going to have to throw up your hand when, if you think you know it. You only get one guess per question. Best out of five. Name the Arnold Schwarzenegger film where the bad guy says the line, I'll be back. I know it. Bart. Over. Terminator 2. Is that wrong? I mean, he is kind of the bad guy. Incorrect. The bad guy says the line, I'll be back. I know what it is. Fuck. I fucked it up. Go ahead. I want to retort, though, if he can't get it. I don't know it. He says, I'll be back. And then Arnold says, oh, no, no, I got it wrong. (laughs) I thought it was Running Man. It's not Running Man. You guys already talked about this movie. No, Running Man is also 88. Is it Last Action Hero? It's Last Action Hero when he's on the roof. Oh, and then he goes, oh, my God. And he goes, you didn't think I was going to say that. And he says, you always say that. No, 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 no. That's when he says it to the kid. This is so shameful because I just went on this whole fucking Last Action Hero (laughs) kick. And then I don't even get it. Fucking lame. Zero, zero. What is the highest grossing movie of 1998? It's an action movie. 1998. It's the highest grossing action movie or just movie? Under what we said today of her standings, it might not be action, action. But go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, was Rush Hour 98? I think that was six. Hmm. Bart. Is it The Mask of Zorro? No. Damn it. I mean, it's kind of an action movie. <laughs> Second place went to Saving Private Ryan. Okay. At 190 million. Okay. Armageddon was first with 200. Oh, 
Oh, Can I tell you guys something shameful? I've never seen Armageddon. Oh, uh, well, that, you're, you should actually change that. It's pretty great. I just, um, I don't know why I've never seen it. I would not consider an action movie, even though it is by an action director. It's has a disaster very, movie. It's definitely more of a disaster movie. Um, but it's Bay, so it's probably action. That's what I'm right? saying. It's very confusing because definitely it, it has everything going for it for an action movie outside of the action. It's all tension and, and, and insanity. Okay, well We're done. doing really awful. Yeah, we're doing terrible. <laughs> I wanted to make them hard, but not this hard. Okay. <laughs> Name the movie from this tagline. The question of whether or not we are alone in the universe has been answered. Bart. Is it Men in Black? No. Oh, God, I suck. God, you are terrible, and I'm just as bad. I'll say that you're somewhat close, though, in one term. In actually, two terms. Oh, Independence Day. Oh, you didn't raise your hand. Oh. Too late. How dare you? Listen, we're not doing very well. Hands are not necessary. <laughs> that, one's, that one's going to Andrew. Oh, damn it. So, by default, just like me in wrestling in seventh grade, no one in my weight class won every match. God. All right, number four. Where was the, the premiere held for Michael Bay's The Rock? Was it? Uh, oh, oh, he got it. Bart. Alcatraz. On Alcatraz Island in the recreation yard, also known as The Yard. The Yard. The Yard and The Rock. That's one to one. Okay, here comes... Final question. How does John Travolta's character die in Broken Arrow? Bart! He's quick. Oh, God. I, I like how you, you, you no, reach no, no. out to a answer. A rocket goes through his yeah. stomach and he flies through the back of a train. What goes into his stomach? Like a missile, right? Or like a rocket? That is correct. It is a warhead missile Okay. that impales him as Christian Slater disarms it as he flies out the train. Does he have a cool line when he presses the button to shoot the missile? I don't know. I was just wondering. No, he doesn't. He should. No. But yeah, I don't think he does. I think he just does it. It was kind of, yeah, it was kind of a, a missed opportunity right there. Okay. What is Jackie Chan's first English speaking role without any dubbing? Andrew put out his hand before I finished, but let's see if he's got it. Rush Hour. That's Rush Hour. Correct. Damn. Whoa. He doesn't who? speak in Cannonball Run? No, that was in the 70s. And, 80s. Oh, was that in the 80s? He does not but speak that's not English a 90s in, in Cannonball Run either. Yeah. Okay. He just gets in a very offensive car and does plays with gadgets. Fair enough. Okay, do you guys consider Independence Day an action movie? I guess you could consider it action because it's pretty action-packed. Yeah, I'll give it action, yeah. Okay. Will Smith punches a fucking alien. Welcome to Earth. What is the name of Will Smith's character in Independence Day? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, this was a super hard tiebreaker. Oh, God. Oh, it's like, oh, my God. I feel like he has like one of those really generic names. It's like John something. John something, yeah. John. Oh, my God. It's Captain Steve Hiller. Hiller. Oh, Steve Hiller. Yeah, I would never have gotten that. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> That's what I call a close encounter. I can I know the, the lines from that, but I don't. Was that, you guys tied then? It's a tie. It's just a tie. The fucked up thing is I'm in a competitive trivia league. <laughs> And I just bombed all of these answers. There we go. That's the end of part one. How did you do on trivia? Was it super hard? I'm thinking about adding more trivia like this in each episode moving forward. If you want to see more of that, let me know by putting a comment in Apple Podcasts. All right. I got to get to the chopper. But make sure you come back next week for part two.